This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we talk about the Inheritance Cycle or the Aragon series page-by-page and chapter-by-chapter. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or SheCup. And before we get started, I wanted to remind you to please like and review us on Apple or Spotify. On Apple, if you leave us five stars with some kind words, or on Spotify, if you comment on one of our episodes with some kind words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. You can also hang out with us on Discord at the Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. You can come and hang out with us on the internet there. So yeah, let's get into it. So today we are talking about the chapter Mandrake Root and Newt's Tongue. Uh, So upon waking, Aragon remarks that he finally feels safe for the first time in a long time. He worries for Murtag and his imprisonment. It is upon waking, though, that he sees an old face, an old friend, Solombon. Above him walking... uh, Sorry, let me try it again. He sees an old friend in Solombaum, who eventually leads him to Angela, who makes who we have learned has come to Tronjim from Tyrim. Uh, and so they have a conversation. He informs her about Bronn's death, uh, which she had loosely foretold. We now realize that this is part of Angela's prophecy that a death was coming soon. Uh, she mentions kind of like about a joke about Brom. And one of their things was that he was mainly a failure in a lot of things that he tried to do other than killing Morzan. He tended to fade. She speaks of this shade and their horrible uh, magic and just how they're a terrible enemy. Uh, She describes how they're formed and other things. We also get insight into the twins in that she's been a part of the Varden for a long time. Or known, at least known to the Varden. Maybe not part of the Varden, but known to the Varden. And that's really all we get in this chapter. Yeah, a lot of really interesting stuff happened in this chapter. Um, even though it wasn't necessarily a complete surprise to me. that. Uh, so, yeah, this was an interesting chapter. Not a ton happens action-wise, honestly. Um, and I will say it wasn't really a big surprise to me that um, Angela and Solombum came back. Um, I felt like with characters that kind of give you such a momentous information, lore drop, life-changing information too, it's like, well, you're kind of guaranteed to come back. I think the big surprising thing to me though, I wasn't necessarily expecting Angela to be a part of the Varden. Um, It makes sense that she would kind of have like opinions that align with them and would dislike Galbatorix, but um, 
I wasn't necessarily expecting her to even really have affinity with any kind of institutional group. She very much seems like a person who is kind of a loner who does not give herself to membership in other groups easily. But at the same time, I think you also still see that kind of coming out with her now where she's like, no, I did not want to be part of the twins group and all of that. So what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I think that Angela serves a lot of this role of like the omniscient, basically storyteller and plot device that is there to kind of give us lore and kind of be there to be like a source of wisdom. And in a lot of ways, like a source of humility for Aragon, because, you know, He's just spent all this time with people like fawning over him and his power and all of this. And he gets to Angela and Angela's just like, hey, what's up? You're still a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good point. And Solemn is like, OK, follow me. Like, I'm going to order you around. Not not a just friendly little cat. But I will say, if you've listened to this show from the beginning, you know that I love him so much. And so when he came back in this chapter, I wrote in my notes, all caps, all caps, Solemn heart, my love, my life. <laughs> He's a good one. Um, he really is. Another thing I had to say about Angela is that it made me literally laugh out loud that she she says she says, says something like, oh, well, I always thought that I annoyed Brom anyway. Like that just made me laugh out loud. To be fair, though, Brom seems to be a character that was easily annoyed. Yes, that's probably true. But we're kind of learning that like Brom is well known. And that. Angela kind of feigns ignorance when they first meet of like when Brahms first talking to her that she doesn't recognize him or know who he is. But I think that they did recognize each other. There's just a lot going on. And this this is a big question in the fandom total, which we'll get into it without revealing stuff. But the question of actually who the heck is Angela is one that is going to keep repeat, like reappearing in the series and it is a big question in the fandom that's interesting um i can't wait to kind of dive into that more when we get there but i did want to read a quote talking about angela thinking brahm is cursed and thinking that brahm was annoyed by her presence she says brahm was cursed in a way it was his weird to fail at all of his tasks except one although through no fault of his own he was chosen as a rider but his dragon was killed he loved a woman but it was his affection that was her undoing and he was chosen i assume to guard and train you but in the end he failed at that as well the only thing he succeeded at was killing morzan and a better deed he couldn't have done which I honestly kind of disagree with this assessment in a way because I think Brom was very, very successful to guard and train Aragon. I mean, he he taught him everything that he knew and it has saved Aragon countless times already. So I wouldn't say that he failed Aragon. No, I wouldn't say that he failed Aragon either. Um, and it's just more that like, 
I wouldn't say that it's Brahms' curse that his, or his weird is to failure. I just think that in his life, his weird promotes tragedy and that his personal mm. life is marred by tragedy. Um, but I don't think he necessarily fails in things that he does. Like, I don't even think he fails at being a writer, even though the original Sephira does die at the hands of the Forsworn. And so, like, he still brokers, he brokers peace between individual races between the Varden and the elves when they're arguing over Sephira's egg he is constantly working for the betterment of other people in the world like he is still a writer even though he doesn't have a dragon yeah that's fair well let's move on from Brahma a little bit there are a couple other things that Angela tells us that are really interesting first of all is that the twins run a mind or a magic group in the Varden and she is like not a part of it and that they have never submitted her to the mind control entrance fee basically um, and that she would turn them into rebel if they ever tried which love that props on her but even more interesting is the lore drop that she gives us about shades and we learn that they are are controlled by spirits that they've basically allowed themselves to be controlled by spirits and for me in my dragon age brain rot i'm like okay so they're basically dragon age abominations yes um, very similar to that kind of thing, but just like amplify the power beyond anything that you really comprehend. I mean, I shades from a Dragon Age perspective, like shades are at the same like power level probably as the Forgotten Ones. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on from that, I just want to make that little connection. Um, but I forgot to mention this when I was talking about the twins and their little magic group. So Angela calls them Drawl, D-R-A-J-L, which I was like, what is that? And had to look it up in the back. So the literal translation is spawn of maggots, which holy shit, what an insult. But also not only that, it's an Urgle insult. How does she know the Urgle language? Is this a spoiler that you won't answer? Questions? Yes, it is a spoiler that I'm not going to answer. But again, like I said, the question of who the heck is Angela is just going to just, um, who is Continue. she? Who is she? Well, that's interesting. But the final thing I have to say about this chapter, it is also about Angela, but I love Angela, but at the same time, she's a really great example of how, like, everyone is fallible, how everyone makes mistakes, how everyone judges other people, even when you think yourself a non-judgmental person, because she, in this chapter, has completely proven Murtag right about his whole entire point about how my only sin was being born, everyone's going to judge me if I go to the Varden, like, it's going to be my death because no one will ever be able to believe that I'm not my father. Um, because when Aragon tells his whole story to her, her first reaction is complete and utter judgment that he would even associate himself with Murtag. Um, so, 
But it's interesting to me that, I mean, I get like people like Ajahad who know of Murtag's existence. And obviously like Braum would probably know of Murtag's existence given his connection and the fact that he's the one who does kill Morzan. He's a pretty pet guarded secret. Like Galbatorix did not really divulge Murtag's existence like to the nobility to the court like they knew he was around but they I doubt a lot of them knew that he was the son of Morzan mm -hmm. and so how does Angela know yeah I mean I don't know either I guess she could have sent Solenbaum or maybe some other creature to spy or eavesdrop or whatever and found out the information that way but I think that's a great question right and I think that uh, I want to go back to the draw comment to the spawn of maggots. And like, this is a pretty serious insult. Because if those of you who don't know, maggots are born by flies like landing on whether like feces or decaying meat or anything and laying their eggs. And then maggots are, spa are spawned that way. So like a spawn of maggots is literally like saying you're a spawn of shit. Or your filth. You're yes. rotting. You're rotten. Mm -hmm. It's very, it always kind of, the insult kind of reminds me of, so in the book of, in the gospels, John the Baptist calls the religious leaders a brood of vipers, which vipers are born by eating their way outside of their mother. And so like, it's this big insult, whereas, you know, we don't get that with just the like calling it a brood of vipers, but it's very similar to like, oh, on the surface, yeah, spawn of maggots. Yeah, maggots are gross. You're saying we're filthy or whatever, but like, no, you're you're saying that you're born literally from filth and decay and rotten. There is nothing like redeemable about you. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's an insult that it's a deep cut. That's for sure. So, uh, do you want to move into your predictions? Sure. I only have two. Or I have two. So my first one is that I think that Durza, the shade, is definitely going to attack Farthender. Like, I just feel it coming. Um, And then my second one is that I think that Angela, and especially based on our previous conversation throughout this episode, I think that she's a person who is going to continue to appear and reappear in Aragon's life at very opportune moments in time. Yeah. Um, those are pretty good predictions. Interesting predictions. I mean, we can all kind of guess that the shade is going to come back. I mean, they keep talking about him and it's, there was a big confrontation. Yeah. The shade's probably going to come back in this book. Who knows? All right. Well, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart.